You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back. Hour three of the weekend fantasy update. We got Joe Galina, Tony Cicada, Pete Considori, uh, pushing all the right buttons, keeping us flying straight. Tony, hour three. Time just flies, doesn't it? Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun or on a plane with Flavor Flav. There you go. There you go. So uh, the latest challenge for uh, that are in the Hall of Fame friends. Who? Flavor Flav? Yeah. Uh, not 100% sure. I'll have to check that out. Let's, uh, Wasn't he a member of NWA? Might have been. And if that's the case, NWA is there. So by default, he's in there. I know the Jackson 5 are in the uh, the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Michelle Serpico. Yeah, she go ahead. Name the Jackson. Michelle Serpico, uh, Cotton yeah. Friends, which can hear 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern uh, with yeah. Craig Carton, Corey, Corey, I was calling him Corey Schwartz, Corey Parson, <laughs> and Michelle Serpico. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't name a member of Jackson 5. Yeah, I kind of felt bad for it. It was a great bit. It was really funny. I, I was listening to it. Uh, she did name <laughs> Phil Jackson. I love that. That that <laughs> is the greatest ever. But another great bit so far in the Craig Cotton was uh, they asked her where Motown was, and she said Atlanta, which is a weird <laughs> choice. But the weird, it got weirder when Corey Parsons said, "No, that ain't right." But you're close. How is she close? <laughs> well, she's on the right continent. Maybe that's well. Other than <laughs> other than they're both cities in the United States, like mm-hmm. that's it, right? Well, what would right. mean she's close? Right. Yeah, if they're giving her grief. You should give Corey a little grief too, right? That's what I said. I'm like, how did he get close? What is, what is close about it? Uh, maybe he was just fishing uh, to get her to to. to uh, Make a, another guess or something. I don't know. But uh, I've listened to uh, the Carton show in the morning a few, few mornings. Really good stuff. Really funny. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's uh, got things rolling. Uh, the network's great. So uh, everybody, make sure you're tuning in throughout the day and hear a lot of good stuff right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, you know, we're getting ready. We're going to get ready and we're pounding things away uh, for football season. We'll be uh, ready and raring to go. Absolutely. Uh, football season never goes away. And uh, the NFL has done a great job of keeping themselves relevant 365 days out of the year. So, But uh, I was going to ask you, you know, the, the latest challenge that our millennial friends have uh, put together is this condom challenge. Have you heard about this? Yeah. So they put this condom in through their nose and suck it out their mouth. Yeah, is that, what, is that, is that how it works? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, I know there's no a video me, out there, but I, I have no desire to watch it. I no. just, I, just the idea of, of that, I think I would just choke. First of all, in the honor of full disclosure, is that I don't, I don't wear condoms, so I, I don't mm-hmm. really know how this works. But you put it in your nose and, and bring it, like, there's a lot that could go wrong here. Yeah, yeah. This is a dangerous stunt. Yeah, I don't know. These people need and to go who, to who comes up with this stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Why do kids do it again? Well, the people that come up with it are probably a prank, and they don't actually do it, and then everybody jumps in. Maybe so the Trojan Company started this thing so they increase sales because, you know, maybe people like you that don't wear them, I mean, they're, they're, they're losing sales right there. So yeah. find another way to uh, spur uh, the purchase of condoms. They just don't feel, um, they don't feel good to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I need to get a size tailor-made or something. That could be it, yeah. Because uh, sometimes when it fits, you know, tight like a glove, um, mm-hmm. that, you get your best results. Mm-hmm. So, All right. I don't know. All right, what, so a uh, couple. 
Do you ever wear condoms? Sure. Oh really? Yeah. Do you like the you asked if I, you asked you asked ever right? So yeah. Oh, I said yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but yeah, there's no. different kinds. There's different colors. There's different textures. Yeah, right. There's yeah. Some that are ribbed. But um, yeah, I like the. Uh, how about those? There's, there's a couple I don't understand. One is the need for the glow in the dark one. That seems weird. <laughs> and then <laughs> the ones that taste good. Um, they they taste like candy. That seems mm-hmm. weird because then that's kind of like the whole challenge thing that they got going on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever tasted one or? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I've gotten the orange a couple times. Mm-hmm. You like them? All right. I've never tried it, so. Uh, oh know, yeah, you go, go into go the restroom. Yeah, you mm-hmm. go in the restroom and you, uh, if you go in the club and they have them on the wall and you get them for like a buck. <laughs> And then uh-huh. you just open it up and taste it. You get a lot of weird right. looks. <laughs> yeah. What spurred you want to try it? Oh, I just want to see what it tastes too, like. Uh, I thought maybe too many cocktails or something. I don't know. Oh, well, I, that, I'm pretty sure that's the reasoning that got me to say, hey, this is a good idea. People are going to think I'm crazy when I open one of these and, and, and lick it. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Everyone, it's, sometimes it's fun to be crazy. Yeah. You know, one of the sure crazy is. things I did, I did is I used to do when I go on the road trip with friends, like we'd start at the public restroom, you know, on the highway, and I'd go in the stall, and they, they'd be, you know, doing their business or whatever. And I would yell, ah, stop it. Move back. You're choking me. <laughs> <laughs> And they would go, oh, my God, why does he have to do that? It is a classic Smooth. bit, though. It's fun. It is funny. Move back. You're choking me. <laughs> oh. Where do we go from here? Uh, how about Andrew Triggs? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Triggs is not a guy I like. 30, no, 35% owned in CBS leagues. Uh, according to Eno Saris, he put together a nice little article about uh, pictures. Oh, Eno from, knows his stuff. Yeah, he really does, yeah. Uh, he, he put together an article uh, detailing uh, increased velocity of uh, pitchers. Supposedly, uh, Triggs has added a, a little over a mile per hour uh, on his velocity this season. But but you're not All impressed. Right, so, no. Andrew Triggs, because I'm not a believer yet. Uh, Andrew Triggs is a 17.0% strikeout rate last year, and mm-hmm. this year is at 31%. And I don't know, man. It doesn't seem real. The increased velocity, the strikeout mm-hmm. rate, like these numbers are big. Uh, we're talking about a guy, though, that's throwing 88 miles an hour with mm-hmm. the with the increase in velocity. <laughs> I, I don't think it works out. Mm. What about Tyler Skaggs, 65% owned in CBS leagues? Could be a two-star pitcher this week. 10 Ks and 11 innings uh, pitched so far. A former top prospect. Uh, had uh, TJ surgery in 2014. People don't realize that. Issues that after that. The, two, the future of the Arizona Diamondbacks was Tyler Skaggs and Trevor Bauer. They were top prospects in the organization. Now neither one of them mm-hmm. are there. Mm-hmm. And Skaggs is guy that I've been waiting to turn the corner, and it hasn't happened. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not convinced it's happening this year. Maybe I'm just disjointed because I like this kid when he was 19. And now mm-hmm. uh, when you're 19 and uh, you're expecting big things from him, and he's now mm-hmm. 26, it's hard to stay on there. Yeah. Speaking of the Diamondbacks, uh, what are we thinking about? Uh, how's the humidor been treating them? Has it has it really made that much of a big difference so far? Uh, it's too early to tell, but it doesn't seem it. They're, they mm-hmm. played Colorado the first three games of the season, and there were some good scores there, and there were some, mm-hmm. some balls hit. Mm-hmm. Take Corbin, Patrick Corbin. We had spoken about him a couple weeks ago. Wow, he's, he's looked good. Yeah. Yes, he has, yeah. He's another guy who had Tommy John surgery. People uh, maybe come he's back finally, uh, yeah. Tommy John, man. 
Tommy John. Remember when he was on the Yankees in the mid '80s, when the Yankees won the most uh, games ever uh, for the decade? I don't remember. <laughs> no, you I'm don't. A Red I mean, Sox fan. We, yeah, so you, you played. Yeah, if you're a Red Sox fan, Ron you have to Kidry. know the Yankees. Ron yeah. Guidry. Well, I, I'm talking when the Yankees had in the 1980s, right? They had Tommy John. They had both Necro brothers, Joe Necro and Phil. And you're yeah. right, Guidry, towards the end of his career. But we had the, the an incredible offense. You know, the, at one point you had Jack Clark, you had Don Mattingly in prime, uh, Dave Winfield in his prime. Unfortunately, they just uh, couldn't find a pitcher who was younger than 45 to pitch uh, pitch on that staff. They call him Louisiana Lightning. Yes, Ron Guidry. Uh, so. Uh, Shohei Otani, what are we thinking about this guy? Oh. Home runs in three straight games, really making me eat my words, right? Because you and I both kind of agreed that we thought maybe, you know, with his struggles during the spring training, maybe it might be best for him just to focus in on, on the pitching aspect. Yep. Well, maybe now yep. maybe now he should uh, just focus on the on the, the hitting aspect, right? Shut down his pitching, even though he, he pitched pretty well in his first start. Not fantastic, but, but you know, good enough to, to, you know, for you to be satisfied with him. Yeah, this is uh, insane because he looked like he couldn't hit at all in spring right. training. And now he has three home runs, seven RBIs, four runs scored, hitting three eighty nine, striking out only 21% of the time. I don't know. I got to see how this plays out because the other thing is what a disservice a lot of these leagues did to fantasy players because some of these leagues, you can't even use them as a hitter. Right, right. That's a good point. I was so okay I, with I, it. I, I did, yeah, I'm just interested to see what happens like second time around. I mean, you know, uh, you know, will pitchers you know find a weakness for you know that everyone's looking at videotape of him to find that weakness. Yeah, uh, it's it's absolutely insane what's going on here with him. But I'm not a believer yet. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. If you play in a league with Otani as a hitter, I would shop him around, see what's out there. I'm not saying trade him for nothing, but see what you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a believer in uh, Tim Anderson? Tim Anderson uh, getting off to a nice start. The the knock on him, and justifiably so, was uh, he really wasn't walking enough, right? 3% walk rate in 2016. Yeah, you can't survive walk. in baseball. Yeah. yeah. But now, uh, you know, he's already walked, I think, like three times, which is like, on his way to like eclipsing last year's uh, mark, but I mean, this guy has a, a little pop and a little speed. Uh, you think it's time to to invest in in a Tim Anderson? Yes, absolutely. Because like you said, this walk rate thing, I don't know what the deal is, but if he gets to the eight percent, he's at eleven and a half percent now. If he stays at you know eight percent, that's insane, and he'll put mm-hmm. up huge numbers. The problem is. Three percent, three percent, and two percent the last three years in the walk rate. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, he's changed his ways. And anytime you see something where a guy's statistics all of a sudden now are going through the roof, you got to find out if what is the reason, and is there a reason, or is it just you know he had a hot ten at bats? And here we definitely see a reason. Uh, the reason is he's not swinging at everything, right? Which makes him a more dangerous. Uh you know, hitter and uh, a, a better fantasy option, obviously, right? And that's all we want. We want better fantasy options. That's right. Is uh, Dansby Swanson, is he a better fantasy option this year? Shortstop oh, for the Braves? Oh, my God. I remember when this guy was – everybody talked about this guy <laughs> like he was yes. Cal yes. Ripken. And mm-hmm. he hasn't done shit in three years. Mm-hmm. But he's only 24. He was right. the first pick in the Major League Baseball draft. And so you got to think that he has some pedigree. And mm-hmm. the problem is, yeah, though, Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks as good as he's playing, right? Fifteen. Mm-hmm. As good as he's playing. Yep. He has no home runs and mm-hmm. one stolen base. So even if he keeps playing well, there's only so many fantasy numbers you're going to get out of this guy. Mm-hmm. He yeah, might be a better you know, major league player than fantasy. Yeah, I, I agree with you because you know, looking at his minor league stats, it's you know he, he never really did anything. No, 
any one one specific category where he just went, you know, blew up at. Uh, you know, he hit a few home runs, uh, stole 13 bases in 2016. I mean, so, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I think that his eventual uh, calling card is going to be, he's a very nice major league ball player. But like you said, fantasy-wise, uh, you know, maybe a little overrated. We want better than nice. Mm-hmm. What about Joe Panic? Is he better than Nice? No. No. He got a good start going though, Joe Panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's rosterable also from a fantasy perspective. Uh, but he's certainly down the bottom half of the league. This is another former first round pick. Joe Panic. And mm-hmm. Joe Panic is a guy you look at the numbers and you say, What is he gonna bring to me? What can he bring to me? Maybe I'll get a decent average, but I'm going to get 10 home runs and maybe five stolen bases. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Well, well yeah, I kind of compare him to, and maybe I shouldn't, to like a, a DG LeMayhew. But LeMayhew will give you a little bit yeah. more stolen bases and maybe 20 points on the batting average, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's in the same ballpark, but so mm-hmm. he's the uh, cheaper DJ LeMayhew. Absolutely. We'll be back with more Fantasy Baseball Talk. You listen to Weekend Fantasy Update. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I want to ask you, why pay high rake when you can play daily fantasy baseball and pay half the rake on Fantasy Draft? Featuring half the rake GPP and head-to-head contests, exclusive VIP experiences, and the most flexible lineup structures in the game, Fantasy Draft is the only DFS site that puts players first. They are also the only site to offer six of seven PGA scoring, dropping your lowest golfer's score. Register today with the code FNTSY for a free $4 entry into a guaranteed winner contest in the sport of your choice. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. So, Tony, what's that uh, that clip I heard, uh, you know, uh, about uh, you railing on Italians. Well, it's weird. Uh, what was uh, what were the play? What was the player we were? T- oh, the, the Mike D'Antoni and the Houston Rockets. Yeah, it seems an American. They they do everything to hold us down. We've had a a black president. We've got mm-hmm. uh, Donald Trump is a man accused to uh, uh, be the head of the Ku Klux Klan. He's been the president. Uh, we had Bill Clinton, an adulterer. And yet there's never been an Italian president. All we can do is be like the governor of New York. Uh, Cuomo's son, right? The, the Mario Cuomo's son? Well, Andrew? I believe Cuomo was also a governor, and he was Italian yeah. too. Yeah, Mario and Andrew, yeah. Yeah, and we had... If, uh... And then the rest, all the Italians can do is get on the Sopranos and uh, other uh, movies where we kill people. And... Mm. Um, it's very sad. That's how America paints us. Hmm. Yeah, you know, now you got me all depressed and everything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're, speaking want... of Sopranos, you're, you heard that they're rebooting? Uh, well, not rebooting. They're going to have, like, a, a, a new movie out, supposedly, in the works. Like, uh, it, depicting Tony Soprano's group prior to when the HBO show started. Really? Yeah, but they're gonna do it without Tony. Well, yeah, because it's a it's a young Tony, a young, uh, you know, oh. Holy Walnuts, and yeah, yeah. So they're not gonna, uh, are those Could guys have some gonna promise. be the same? 
Will they have? Will those guys be the same characters? Yeah, the characters. Like, will they will be play the same, themselves? But, no, I doubt it. I mean, how could you get uh, Bruce Springsteen's guitar man to to look, you know, thirty years younger at this stage? Oh, they got, he's got makeup and all this stuff uh, these days. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if they cast this correctly, it could be uh, actually a, a, a fun movie to yeah. watch. Little Stevie, you a Sopranos fan? Yeah, Little Stevie. Oh yeah. I'll tell you what. I don't. Wa- I don't watch many shows like week to week. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that might be the last one I did. Mm-hmm. It was either that or Twenty Four. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's how crazy it is. Yeah, I never. Like, I don't. I, I, I listen don't, to some of these shows on this channel, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to do my best now not to name names. And I don't know how they could possibly be good, even close to re- good as me at, at doing this job. And the reason <laughs> being, because they they actually watch TV shows and they they mm. do other things. And I'm like, oh, how do they find the time to do that? And <laughs> well, which is probably better. But I'm like, man, I, I don't have time to do. It. I like I can't sit and watch cooking shows. Hmm. Well, I mean, I, I get your point, but at the same time, if you, you know, watch some things other than sports, it gives you some talking points. You know, if you re- no, I I agree because lot. obviously I have yeah. plenty of talking points, so I do do other things. I guess that of course, yeah, yeah. But I could, but I could, I can, I can actually make a uh, eating a turkey uh, a turkey leg engaging. So I don't need a lot of material to. Uh, to go about it, but yeah, no, I, I like that, and I think it recharges your batteries when you have outside interests. Yes, no, I agree with you. And you know what? I mean, I don't know if you you read a newspaper. I just haven't like been able to pull it paper. off myself, is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, like the paper form, where you just like get your stuff totally online. I, every once in a while, I'm one of the, uh, the old school guys who actually buys a newspaper here and there because you know you leaf through a newspaper and you get these little stories. The the, the the best stories, the, the most entertaining stories are the ones that are just like, you know, a little square <laughs> that are on like page 12. You know, they're, they're the ones. Well, I got to be honest the, with you. The stupid When news. I bought the newspaper, yeah. I was bigger than the New York Post, even though I lived, I, I lived in Boston, the Boston Herald. I bought the Herald, mm-hmm. I bought the New York Post every day. And uh, mm-hmm. the reason I love the New York Post was the uh, police beats. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love their page six, too, because I, I kind of like pop news. No? What about the, uh, it's not a big thing anymore these days, but what about the, uh, what's the part where they have the ads? The classifieds. Mm-hmm. I always like to get, try to uh, get a Russian woman. Did it ever work out for you? Mm-hmm. No. Never got that uh, far. Mm. Well, you could probably like Craigslist you know, stop putting uh, Craigslist stop putting ads there for sexual uh, activities. Yes, yes, they did. You know. So what are you going to do now? Oh, I just, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I just hope for the best. <laughs> you, you don't need Craigslist because they Craigslist. It would cost you money because everybody wanted roses, and they weren't roses. Their roses were dollars, and mm-hmm. um, you don't need to pay for it. I mean, everybody has feelings, and everybody likes to do things, and if you can do it better than everybody else, you'll just keep getting return visits. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's the key. Be Whatever you do with folks, be good at it. Or try to be the best that you can be, right? There's oh, yeah. That's a participation right? be all trophy. all that you can be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Pete Casadori, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty well Saturday, you know, living the dream. You know, have you ever met a girl <laughs> and said, hey, listen, you know, my, my, ex, my ex-girlfriend didn't really like me in bed, and the one before that didn't like me in bed. Uh, but they would often give me a participation trophy. How do you feel about it? <laughs> How would I feel about telling someone I just met that or getting a participation trophy for the act? 
Yeah, both. Ah, well, I probably wouldn't open up a conversation with the girl I just met with that. Um, So I'm going to have to nix that one. I'm not going to say that. But the participation trophy probably just made me feel worse about myself. So that's probably a no for me (laughs) as well on that one. So, um, yeah, uh, sorry, Tone. I can't can't say I want either of those to happen. Now, how would you feel about a a girl calling you the wrong name? Ah, I don't know. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't it say. Don't bother me. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I, I, you talk about participation <laughs> trophies. Let me. Let me tell you a true story for a second. I'm sorry to to, to overhaul the show here, but I got a a, oh, sure. a award in high school called the We Try Hard Award. Um, so, oh yeah, so, and it was named after uh, a student. I'm not going to say his name on, on the air, but it was named after a student. It was for a film festival. So it was for a student who tried really, really hard, who made great films or music videos or whatever, but never won an award for like, you know, best actor, best screenplay, best whatever. So I was selected as the second, uh, owner of this We Try Hard Award because I had stuff in the film festival two years in a row and I didn't get any awards. So that's what they gave me. Oh, I can relate to that. And, and yeah, it's like I, was, I was young, so I didn't realize what happened until I got older. We had this Easter Bunny contest, right? You drew a picture of the Easter Bunny and the, the department store, the big department store in the city would hang them up in the uh, showroom. And then uh, I never, ever won, right? Never won. Then sixth grade, my last year of eligibility, I got the honorable mention. And I was like, wow, I almost did good, right? And then I realized what happened is that if you never won, they gave you an honorable mention. They put it up once you got to sixth grade. Wow, so they were toying with you in a way. I mean, yeah, really, so I never really just, I didn't Just for win. the fact that you, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Very sad. Is this like the Susan Lucci kind of situation where, for those of you that don't know, Susan Lucci was on uh, All My Children for years, and every year she would get nominated for an Emmy, but uh, never won. I think she maybe won like like once, but like it was like 20 years where she was nominated every year. But on the other hand, she was probably... She, the most popular soap opera star probably made the most money. So, uh, you know, yeah. Do you want to be recognized so you, with a, with a trophy or do you want to be recognized be a paycheck, yeah. in your bank account? Yeah. I, I agree with the bank account. Cause I think that because she was probably so highly paid and been in it so long, mm-hmm. there might've been some uh, animosity to her that prevented her from winning some of those awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Could have been. Wonder what she's doing now. I don't know. She? Anyway, yeah. All right, so let's get back to some uh, fantasy baseball talk here. Matt Chapman, uh, Oakland A's Love third him. baseman. Yeah, I mean, and he was kind of like known for. I like the A's softball team. Love too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these guys all strike out, hit home run. Like they remind me of a men's yeah. softball team. But Chapman's yeah. a guy that was a 25th pick in the draft. He's only 24 years of age. Um, this is a kid that wouldn't shock me at the season have 35 home runs. I mm-hmm. think that he'll hit like 230, though. But I think he gets 90 RBIs because I like the offense here, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, he, he he was known to have power, but he's known even more so for being a very good defensive third baseman. So uh, the A's are going to keep his bat in the lineup. And like you said, I mean, he could easily give you 30, 35 home runs. Uh, and uh, him and uh, Olsen uh, playing first for them. Like you said, that's a good description of softball. Chris uh, Davis. Team, right? Chris Davis. Yeah, with a K. With a K. Yeah, with a K. They got what some bang. The they... Would... Yeah, they do. They do. Fun team to watch in a way. What do you now, think about Chris, Chris Davis, Davis with a C? C? Oh, my uh, God. Uh, do you think the, 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 like the it, Orioles could it, wish that they could take back that contract. You know, I mean, oh. basically, they, they they were uh, bidding against themselves. Uh, if I remember, they kind of, in the beginning of the negotiations, they decided that they weren't going to go after him. And I guess I think the owner kind of liked him, and they just overpaid for him. And, and what they yeah. have is a, a guy that bets, you know, 210, but has the potential for uh, 30 to 40 home runs. 
he well, I don't even know if he has it anymore. He seems like he's just lost his game the last two years. But Hit one this Chris Davis concert, <laughs> was this the con? I don't know. Remember if this is the show where I told people how bad this Chris Davis contract is. Like people don't, you don't realize it. Chris Davis is the Bobby Bonilla of today's modern day baseball. This is Chris Davis' contract. You ready? Chris Davis paid twenty three million this year. Twenty three million two thousand nineteen, twenty three million uh two thousand twenty, twenty three million two thousand twenty one and two thousand twenty two twenty three million. His contract ends after two thousand twenty two. The payments don't stop. You ready? Wow. <laughs> he gets paid three point five million a year, even though he's not with the Orioles and doesn't have a contract from two thousand twenty three to two thousand thirty two. Then nice pension. <laughs> he's not done. You ready? He gets paid one point four million from two thousand thirty three to two thousand thirty seven. So fifteen years after he's done playing, he gets a check every year. Wow. Now that's some shrewd negotiations. That is an agent, man. That whoever Chris if you want to pick anyone's that like I've never been more impressed by someone's contract than this one. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You you compare him to uh, Bobby Bonilla, right? I mean, Bobby yeah. Bonilla collects what? What is it? A million dollars every uh, every July? Is it is it only a million, or am I? Uh, is it a little bit? More? I think it's a million. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not in Chris Davis' three point five million category. No, no. That's crazy, then, right? Know, yeah, and then you you know you take a look at these contracts that had been given to some of these players, and you wonder, you know, why you know. Teams, especially this past offseason, were so reluctant to... It looks like teams are starting to get a little bit smarter. No? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, They're cutting back as far as uh, the craziness of the whole situations there. But this is is a great one. uh, Yeah, he does have Scott Boris as his agent. So uh, Mm -hmm. Scott was up to his usual uh, top-notch, top-notch work right there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what are we uh, thinking about Jose Berrios? I mean, uh, remember he had gotten Ooh. off to a tough start early in his career, man. He's just, uh, since last year, really has uh, found his groove, no? I'm a Jose Berrios guy. Yeah, he absolutely has. And there are a lot of people that weren't in love with Jose Berrios, but I am not one of those guys. Uh, this is a kid that uh, I would go out and grab him, even though you look at that division – and it's not great. I think they can be a good team. And Berrios now will go the whole season. Yeah, I love him a lot. Mm-hmm. How about uh, Dylan Bundy? We were just talking about the Orioles. Uh, .69 ERA, 13 innings so far. Uh, I think his his success is kind of tied to the use of his slider. He's got a really good slider. Uh, and if you look at what he's done, fastball uh, usage has gone down so far from Almost 54% to 41%, and he's uh, thrown the slider a little bit more, almost 5% more than last year. Uh, is he someone that you might, uh, you know, let's say maybe a, a buy low on him, maybe trade for him? Do you believe in a Dylan Bundy? No. Um, I think he'll be a good pitcher. I, to, mm-hmm. Would I trade for him? He depends on what I'm going to get. Uh, what I have to give up to go ahead and get him. I don't think he's ever going to be the Dylan Bundy that we had expectations for um, mm-hmm. coming to the league. This is a guy that was one of the top prospects in baseball, and he's yes, not he that was. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just not that guy. He's a guy that will be uh, a decent player. I think his caper nine will be around eight. I think he'll have right mm-hmm. around a four ERA, which aren't great numbers, but are they good enough to be in a fantasy team? Probably. Uh, but uh, he's never going to be the guy we thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he let's face it. I mean, pitches half of his games in a, a, a hitter's yeah. ballpark too, so that's got to take and he a gets, little. Uh, yeah, and then he, and then when he's not pitching there, though, he gets to go to Toronto, Fenway Park, and Yankee <laughs> Stadium. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, tough pitching in the uh, the AL East. All right, uh, when we come back, we'll put a cap on the show. Talk some more fantasy baseball. You're listening to Tony Sincani. You're listening to Joe Galina. Weekend Fantasy Update.
Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Jugalina, Tony Sincata, Pete Contadori, producing our show. We were just talking uh, a little uh, uh, Jose Berrios. We were talking a little Dylan Bundy. Another pitcher that's really, uh, you know, coming to his own the past couple of years is Luis Severino. Mm. Uh, Tony, do you, do you, I mean, as a Red Sox fan, does it, does it, uh, I mean, do you, do you not like to talk about, uh, Yankees doing well, or as a fantasy analyst, you're able to put no, the emotions I'm, aside. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I have Severino on the team. He's uh, yeah, he could pitch. This guy's the real deal. Mm-hmm. I remember when he mm-hmm. uh, first came up; he was young, uh, had a hard time. They threw him in the bullpen, seemed to square himself away. Yeah. Now he's a strikeout mm-hmm. per inning guy, and I love that. The biggest number that this year you can lean on right now is that he's having 72 percent ground ball rate. So he's striking mm-hmm. out almost 10 per nine and 72 percent mm-hmm. on the ground, that's a magical season if you can ever keep that up. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. You know, at the start of last year, uh, many of us were thinking that maybe he'd end up in the bullpen. Maybe that his, uh, yeah. he, he'd be best used as a, a short uh, reliever. But uh, really has come into his own. So it looks like he could be uh, an ace of that staff for a while um, for the Yankees. So uh, we've been talking about a a lot of players that have been doing well. How about some that haven't been doing as well? Uh, Where do we start, right? Uh, uh, Trevor Story uh, batting uh, coming into today's action, 167, 36.4 K rate. Um, We... uh, Drew Creaseman from BSN Rockies, we had him on our show a few weeks back. Uh, uh, much was expected of Story, but uh, yeah, I'm okay with Story. Hey, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right with him because he uh, he hit about 375 in spring training. So mm-hmm. I think it's uh, give me a month and then I'll I'll, I'll tell you because uh, if you hit 375, what usually happens after that? You hit about 100, and so yeah. he should have put it the other way around. And Ian Desmond's actually the other way around, right? Ian Desmond's the guy that did nothing in spring training that's hitting the ball out of mm-hmm. the gate. So uh, mm-hmm. the K rate, yeah, you don't like that. But mm-hmm. give it another month with story. Yeah, I'm looking Let's at the, we 239 batting average last year. I'll give you more than a month. I'll give you six months. <laughs> so, I mean, look, I mean, uh, story will hit you a bunch of home runs. I, I'm, you know. I don't know what his future is. I think the future there is is Brendan Rodgers, personally. Uh, but it uh, looks like they want to give him a few more months uh, in the in the minor leagues. But I think he's Brendan Rodgers is uh, not going to be in yeah. the team's plans for this year. No, they will turn you it over to be, Pat uh, Valakia yeah. if uh, yeah if uh, there and then Rodgers there. Um, finally, had I mean, it's just a, it's enough of. Ba- I mean, think about it, baseball. A shortstop that hits 240, 24 home runs. Half mm-hmm. the teams would probably take that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know. I mean, Joey Gallo uh, has a job. Yeah, which, you know, don't, don't, don't remind me. I, I just don't get it. But, you know. <laughs> I don't but that's either. why this, Baseball, <laughs> the baseball's that's changed why the so much. Are, uh, aren't going to go anywhere this year. That's true. Yeah. Uh Julio Teheran, this poor guy, man. I mean, he's been a good pitcher, but he cannot pitch at home. <laughs> I mean, first two starts, both at home, giving up nine earned runs in eight innings, four home runs. Uh, this guy needs to be traded. Or just Braves have to start him on the road. This has nothing to do with home road splits <laughs> in traditional standpoint. Mm-hmm. This is... Uh, a weird situation. Julio Turan throughout his career is terrible against left-handed bats. Mm-hmm. In this ballpark in Atlanta they just built last year, 
is absolutely a he- like it's heaven for left-handed bats. Like whoever put this construction together didn't realize the makeup of the Braves' best pitcher, and it's a nightmare for him. Yeah, and like I said, at one point it looked like he was going to end up being, uh, you know, possibly a- a- an ace of that staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you look at it. Look at the look at the guys on the Braves, and look at their home road splits. Freddie Freeman, Ender, and Seate, and a couple of the other lefties. This park mm-hmm. just absolutely crushes it for lefties. Right-handed bats, not so much. And Tehran, he's uh, let up over three hundred batting average to lefties throughout his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ozzy Albie's was a guy that was really uh, yeah. He was he was bit up in uh, in in uh, yep. preseason drafts, and it's only a, a week and a half into the season, but he's having his struggles. I I think he was, went way too early in drafts. I think the Braves and were as, patient with him. Yeah, as the season went on, you know, he just kept on climbing and climbing. Oh, everybody loves these young guys, man! It's amazing, right? Hmm. Everyone wants to uh, be the person to say, hey, I discovered this guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm the guy. <laughs> it's almost like everyone's a MILF in waiting. They want the young guys. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I like how you uh, direct the show into pretty uh, entertaining uh, areas. Yeah, well, I like to waiting. do it to what people can relate to. Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody uh Moncada. What are we thinking about him? Not I mean, good. Uh, not good. Uh, right, this this thirty six point seven percent K rate, right? Yeah, and, and I'm going to go the same way. I'm going to go with Trevor Story. Give him, <laughs> give him. Let's see what he does. I'm not convinced that he is the player that everyone thinks he is, mm-hmm. but I'm not ready to throw him under the bus yet. Give him, give him a month too. I'm kind but of it's, he doesn't look I, good. I, I played him the other night in yeah. Daily Fan. He had a match, so I was watching the game. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even, like, he he wasn't close at the plate. Like, he wasn't close. Mm-hmm. He had no idea what he was doing up there. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of with you. I mean, the guy has too much talent to just throw him away. But you, you might want to yeah. bench him. I mean, and, and you have to think, I mean, the Red Sox giving up on him. Uh, you know, maybe maybe they knew a little something there. But well, uh, the strikeouts really have been up. a consistent... I mean, it, they traded him. I mean, I mean. I mean, you got Chris Sale. Mm-hmm. You got to give yeah, something. He's pretty good, isn't something. he? He's pretty. He's, yeah, he's, he's pretty he's, good. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. I'll tell you what, and I give the Red Sox credit. They're actually doing what they said. Um, I would didn't draft Sale on the team because he had folded the last two Septembers, and I was worried about him. And then the Red yeah. Sox came out and said, "Hey, you know what? We're not going to go deep in games with them. Our goal this year is to have him ready in October." And he's not going deep in games. He's going out in the sixth and seventh inning. And mm-hmm. you know what? As a fantasy owner, you might get pissed off about it. But if you get 32 mm-hmm. games of perfection, you'll be happy about it. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Luis Castillo, he was another guy that, uh, you know. Ooh, I, I to... he's terrible. <laughs> he's a guy I really wanted in drafts. He was always good. Why? Always Everybody too, wanted him. He went too early for me. He went too early. For oh, thank God. Uh, yeah, thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, the, the same but thing here, look right? At what he did I, last year. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, but here's the thing. He played, pitches in this ballpark, which has always scared me a little bit, right? The, yep. the Great American Small Park. But last year, mm-hmm. he overcompensated by that by 58% on the ground, ground ball rate. Mm-hmm. But this was only 90 yes. innings. That was the one thing, right? Nowhere in the minor leagues has he thrown ground balls like that before. So that was what concerned me. But his home run to fly ball rate was high last year, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, is that – but it's probably just an statistical anomaly. And now we're seeing it again. It's only been two games, but he's at 17 – he pitched good last year in a 17% home run to fly ball rate. This year he's not pitching good in 16 Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10 earned runs in 10 innings pitched. I mean, last year, yeah, like you said, he, he pitched well, gave up uh, three runs or less yeah. in all but two of his 15 uh, big league starts. Opposing batters, 198 batting average against him. Uh, upper 90s, he throws some heat, right? He can, uh, was working on improving his slider. But uh, so far, uh, I'm very happy that he wasn't there for me because, you know, I, I, I oh, won yeah. at least one share of this guy. But, uh 
what are we thinking about uh, Kershaw? Uh, so far, uh, I mean, are we blowing it out of proportion? The three home runs that he's allowed, all to lefties, Panic, uh, Descalso, and uh, and Peralta. Yeah, I I think so. So this is what happens to me when I see this. When I see Daniel Descalso, who was the other Joe Panic, and who was the other one? Peralta, David Peralta. Yeah, David Peralta. I, all right, I'll give for Peralta. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'll give yeah, Peralta that. It, it tells me that. Somehow he's tipping off his pitches for those guys for it to be three left-handers in a row, and I—I I, I mean, those are the only runs he's let up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not yeah, so like, like he's not. It's not that he's not pitching good. There's some like so, it was like they knew the pitch was coming or something. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, this guy's tipping his pitches, and it does happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely does. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't realize it, and especially when it's only over two games, and then, you know, people will watch the tape, and they're like, oh, Jesus. Every time he throws, you know, whatever, you know, every time he throws a curveball to lefties, he's, he's, uh, he's licking his fingers or something like that, you know. And that's how mm-hmm. good teams are now at picking up this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's cameras all over the place, and uh, yeah. even the Statcast you know, ca- cameras are all over the place. Um, so, any uh, anything uh, of note in this first week and a half? Uh, any trends that you've noticed? I mean, yeah, I'm noticing the continued trend of uh, the prototypical leadoff batter uh, has changed. Right? I mean, when you know. When, when I was a kid, Mickey Rivers was a prototypical kind of leadoff hitter, yeah. right? A guy that would get on base and Joe steal Morgan. a base for you. Joe Morgan, exactly. Um, it was guys from the Cardinals uh, that he ended up being a Met and lit a firecracker in the uh... – <laughs> Vince Coleman, right? Oh, Vince Coleman. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Ricky Henderson to Vince Coleman. Yeah, 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 Vince Coleman. Well, there was only one. There was only one Ricky Henderson, though. He was. He was amazing. But now you're getting guys like you know Trey Mancini, uh, Eric Thames, uh, at least against righties. You know Chris Davis. Chris Peterson, Davis. Peterson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jock Pitt leadoff. Yeah, uh, I don't uh, get well, it. Sure had- I don't know what's going. On. Like Chris Davis made no sense to me. Like he didn't have a good on base percentage. He strikes right, out right. like I have no mm-hmm. idea what's going. I, I don't, I've lost track of what's going on in baseball now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, does it make know, any with, sense? With stolen bases, it, it doesn't. That's why I'm, I'm I'm bringing it up. And you know, I mean, I yeah. guess with the with the the lack of of a lot of like pure you know stolen base uh, guys are on teams these days. I mean, and with the propensity for home runs. I mean, they're just looking for, I was going to say, maybe they're just looking for people who could get on base, but then you bring up a guy, perfect example of Chris Davis, who doesn't do a good job of getting on base. Yeah. You know? I, I, <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. I was like, this is insane. It's crazy to me. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, we got to figure out sometimes what kind of sabermetric some of these teams are using. Yeah. And uh, obviously, there's still the trend and continued trend of, uh, you know, upper trajectory and and, and uh, batter swings. Uh, one thing I noticed: infield fly balls, right? Eleven point seven this season, nine point six uh, last season, and nine point seven in 2016. You know, with with all these players just trying to uppercut the ball, uh, yeah. you know, when they miss, you're going to be getting more infield fly balls, no? I think some of that might be the weather too. So let's let's wait and see how that plays out. But here's one thing that I I, I agree with. I'm glad you brought this up. So what happens is this trajectory thing. The pitches have compensated now, and they're throwing yeah. more high strikes than ever before, which is resulting mm-hmm. in more strikeouts and more home runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a higher percentage of strikeouts, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, pitchers still, probably this year, I would imagine, they're probably not going to go too deep into games, again, you know, as well, right? That's, no. That's but a when they get probably but, continue. The, the problem is when they get hit, though, with the high strike, it goes, the, the, no, it's leaving the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Does it, this, like, there's a huge decrease in the last 10 years. I'll, I'll try to get the stat for next year, for next week. Um, mm-hmm. on amount of, the amount of balls that go in play during a game. So basically take the strikeouts, take the home runs, 
and just balls that are played for outs is down in baseball dramatically. Mm-hmm. So everything's mm-hmm. a strikeout or a home run. Right, right. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. So uh, what are you doing this weekend in terms of uh, your waiver wire moves? Anyone uh, that you're specific? I mean, if you've talked about a lot of players or whatnot, anyone that uh, that you're specifically looking at? Or I, I, or, I play uh, in... I play in all 15-team leagues, so mm-hmm. I was looking. It's been very tough uh, as far as the waiver wire, and i, I got to do some more research, but I did put in a couple uh, uh, waiver wire claims this afternoon. I need some help in the outfield, and when you play in 15-team leagues, and we talked about this during the draft season, uh, outfield isn't as deep as people think it is, and uh, it's even yeah. worse now going to the waiver wire. Yeah, when you need to uh, roster in a 15-team league, five uh, startable outfielders, it gets tough. So Matt Joyce. Start, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Matt Joyce is actually one of my pickups in Jorge Soler. That's where I am in a 15-team league. Mm -hmm. Matt Joyce is hitting the number two hole and had a good Mm -hmm. year last year that went under the radar. Matt Joyce is not a bad pickup for people. There you go. You heard it here. Matt Joyce. Um, Franklin Barreto. Any chance of him getting picked up? A top A's uh, of him getting called up? Uh, Chad. um, I think Pinder. Pinder's got a hyperextended right knee. Um, Any chance of of that resulting in maybe a a Barreto being called up? Yeah, I think absolutely there's a chance that'll happen. with Barreto, he's a guy that they liked, and he's a guy that's had a chance a couple times. So, yeah, I think they'll have an opportunity to get him there. I think that's a good pickup for fantasy owners. Yep, yep. Uh, so you'll be watching a little uh, wrestling this weekend. And Any uh, last thoughts on WrestleMania for you? Yes. I, I mean, like I said, I am going to believe that the the match that no one will know about is going to be Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan. You heard it here first. And I will be a genius after that. Mm. Uh, who wins the main event? You got uh, Ronda Rousey, uh, Kurt Angle. Uh, yeah, against, Triple uh, H and the McMahon. Triple H yeah. never scripts a match where he doesn't win. Uh, it's gonna be they, they win. But in a way, if he's like the boss and he just signed Ronda Rousey to probably a, a probably a very big contract, don't you think that it would be to uh, the company's detriment if she lost? Would yeah, you build but her up as a smart. I would have thought this. I, I would have thought that he would have done the same thing with Sting, but he made mm-hmm. sure he beat Sting. Mm. That's a good point. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Tony, been great talking to you. And we'll catch you next week on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update.